Uh, shalom, shalom. Um, back with part two to complete my testimony of when I died, went to hell, and was given into the hands of the devil. Um, if you haven't seen part one yet, I probably advise you to check that one out before you actually view this one. So, um, yeah, we're going to get into it. So I'd like to go over just a couple of scriptures before I get into the testimony. Um, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Peter 1, chapter 5, verse 8. We are commanded to be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, Ha-Satan, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom he may devour at his will. So with that being said, we're going to get into part two of the testimony to complete it. So we're going to go back to Fresno. Um, my sister gives me a call. Um, I pick my sister up. She comes to live with me in Fresno. And during this time, my sister knows nothing about the spiritual battle that I've been fighting with Ha Satan, the devil, and his legion of demons. And so I pick her up. She comes to Fresno. And for the weekend, we decide to go out and chill with my older brother. So we go out there a couple days, you know, and this is 20 years back, like I said. And, you know, we're smoking and drinking. And um, so this is where it starts again. So on the way back, we're at the Greyhound. And as we're at the Greyhound, we're sitting there waiting for the bus. And start to see entities, demons, hopping in and out of bushes and trees before the bus arrives. And all this time, I'm quiet. And, you know, she's also viewing these things as well because she's spiritual. So the bus finally arrives. We get on the bus. We're headed back. Now, it's very dark on this bus. No one is talking whatsoever. And my spirit just happened to be on fire at this time. And I mean fire. So I'm going on about the most high. As you would call him or the world would call him G-O-D, God. I'm going on about the most high. The most high this. The most high that. You know, because I'm getting tortured by demons. You know, I see demons. They talk to me, converse with me. And I'm just going on about the most high. And we feel this entity get on the bus. And this entity is walking slowly down the aisles. Slowly. And at the same time of this, I just cannot be quiet. You know, I'm raging. You know, the most high this, the most high that, like I said. And boom, we get to Fresno, call a taxi. The taxi picks us up. And at this time, you know, I'm quiet once again. So when the taxi drops us off, I finally confessed to my sister. It was just something in me that I had to let her know. And I'm sure at this time, this was freaking her out, beyond freaking her out. 
So I started to tell her that the devil talks to me. And you know, at the same time of this, she's just baffled. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like the devil talks to me. He talks to me like this. So I give her an example. I put my arm around her shoulder and I pulled her closer. And I whispered in her ear, he talks to me like this. He tells me that we're friends. He says all these evil, wicked things. He won't let me go. He won't let me go. And this was every day. So she's finally getting her first bar. I'm just raging about the devil and the things that he does to me. And now he's with me everywhere that I go. And how he says that we're friends. And how he tortures and torments me. So boom, we finally get inside of my apartment. And it's just me and her at this time. We get inside my apartment. And, you know, I'm real scared to go to sleep. You know, because I go to sleep, I figure I'm back in the realm with them. And nobody can save me. So I'm scared to go to sleep. You know, she's telling me back and forth, go to sleep, man. Like, go to sleep. And I'm telling her, no, nah, I don't want to go to sleep. Like, I can't go to sleep. I'm, I'm just going to stay up. And I had been up days prior to this already. So, and you know, my sister always slept with the Bible open, you know, by the bed, on the headrest above. So the Bible's open. She's telling me, go to sleep. No, nah, I got you, man. Just go to sleep. And... Finally, boom, I doze off. And the light was on, you know, when I went to sleep. And when I dozed off, turn the light off. Boom, I get up, turn the light off. And uh, I go stand in the corner. And, you know, I'm knowing, I'm knowing that I do these things, but I have no control over my thoughts, body, or ruach. Like I said, I was possessed at this time, so... I can only see out half of my body or half of my face. I can only see out of one eye. The world was clear out of the other eye. The world was dark. There was no light whatsoever getting in or getting out. And all the time, she's not knowing that these things are going on with me. So this is brand new to her, brand new. And she wakes up. Boom. I think about an hour and a half later, she wakes up. I'm in the corner. Boom, she goes in the restroom. She's calling my name to bring her something. And I give her no response. There's no response coming out of me. She's calling my name. Tony, Tony. No response. Boom. She walks past me. And she's still calling my name. And she's telling me at this point, like, what's wrong with you? You know, like, what's wrong with you? Like, any other normal person would do, you know, like, what's wrong with you? What's going on with you? And no response. So she turns the light on and she says, I have this dull look on my face. Like there's nothing there. And she's looking at me and she says, I'm giving her this blank stare, just staring at her blankly. And she tells me that I end up balling up my fist and she's talking to me. She's talking to me, Tony, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And at this time, I knew that demons were coming in and out of the apartment. They're just flowing in and out like water, in and out like water. And also while I'm viewing these things, she's viewing these things also. But I cannot do a thing because I have no control over my body. Or mine, because like I said, being possessed, 
half of me was in a dark cave somewhere. I was chained up, neck, feet, and being just tortured and tormented in this place. And I just couldn't find my way back to my own body. So the demons truly had control over me at this time. And I needed help. I needed someone to come and save me. And no one came and saved me. And I was crying out for my sister because at that time I felt like they had more fear over her than they did over me. And like I said, the devil said he didn't like her and it had to be a reason over that. So, and also that I was not to engage with her and I was to cut her off. And so they were just, like I said, flowing in and out of the apartment at this time. Boom. And she's scared as all outdoors right about now. So at this time, a voice comes out of me, you know, and tells her, you know, you want your brother? You want your brother? You're not going to come get him. You're not going to come save him. Come get your brother. I bet you're not going to come get him. Come save him. And she's totally freaked out at this time. I mean, she's totally scared at this time. And so she calls my mother. And, you know, when she tells my mother that, you know, something wrong, something wrong with Tony, like something's wrong with him. And, you know, like she tells her, like, he's possessed or something. Something is wrong with him really now. And, you know, I guess my mother tells her, you know, does he have a cross? You know, he needs to go to church. And then all while she's speaking with her, static comes through the phone. And she's being laughed at by these demons that interrupted the phone call, you know. And we know for a fact that my mother wouldn't laugh at such a serious occasion or anything of the sort. But, you know, demons have this much power. Believe it or not, like I told you. And... They were pretty much making fun of her on the phone as it was a joke. And that pretty much letting her know there's nothing you can do to save him. There's nothing you can do with this phone call. So pretty much the phone call got blocked. Boom, she hangs up. And she says that I ball up my fist. And she's telling me, like, you better not hit me. You better not do anything to me. You better not just stay back. And pretty much she says, I take a foot forward like a zombie. Like, there's no life in me at all. Take a foot forward. Boom. And she's telling me, you better not. You better not. You better not. You know, at this time, I had no control over my own ruach, mind or thoughts, like I told you, or body. And she says that I pick up a pillow and I throw it. And something interjects the pillow in the air and swipes the pillow towards the Bible, sitting on the dash of the board. And the Bible knocks down and a cup of water falls on the Bible, the scripture. And so at that time, that really freaked her out. She's really scared and nervous now. So, you know, at the time she had called my girl and told her, you know, you need to come home. There's, there's something wrong with him. There's something really wrong with him. And you need to come home now. So I guess she rushes home. Boom. She comes in. And at this time, still not speaking. Given this blank stare of a lifeless body, lifeless body. And, you know, my sister's talking to her and I guess they're talking back and forth. And this is where it gets really scary. Out of nowhere, and I truly mean this, out of nowhere, the lights turn out. Boom. And now at this 
point in time, I literally see Hasatan himself. And there's multiple demons that surrounded him. And he started to attack me. I am screaming. I mean, literally screaming out the top of my lungs like a little girl. Full of fear, trembling, trying to fight back as much as I can, because I know that they possibly do not see what I see. And that's the way I felt about the situation. And they didn't. So I'm being, I'm just screaming and I'm fighting. Boom. My sister, she's also scared. Boom. She runs to the door, opens the door. All the lights on the street, all of other apartment lights are on. Just my unit lights are out for some specific reason. And she's nervous and scared as well as there's screaming coming out the top of my lungs in the apartment. Boom. That lasts for about 60 seconds to two minutes. Boom. The lights turn back on out of nowhere. And when the lights turn on, my shirt is completely ripped off of my body. I have scratches all over my neck, my face, my chest, my back, like inhumane scratches from fighting this entity, Hasetan, which is I had no power, none whatsoever to fight him at this time. And that experience right there alone scared my sister to the extreme and scared me to the extreme because I knew whom I was dealing with at this time. And in a worldly aspect, it just seemed like no human being could help me personally, whether it was a pastor, a priest, whether it was a church. I did all things that they told me to do. And mind you here, at this time, I was all out wicked, all out evil. Uh, California living, gang culture. And yeah, that's what happened. And my sister didn't understand it at that time. I'm pretty sure my girl didn't understand it at the time. I did not fully understand myself at this time. What was happening? At all. What was happening? And dealing with these entities. And being given into the hands of the devil. And his demons. Like I said, you be grateful it, it's by the grace of the Most High and His mercy that you escape. Because Hasatan is, is just powerful. You know, the old ways of the church and the book of Acts and the power that was given to our ancestors back then, we just did not possess that power. And I knew it. Like, I didn't personally. And I didn't know anyone who did at that time in life. And... That scared me because I knew if I had died again, I know where I was going. I've been shown the place. So I knew and I know to this day when we die, if we die in sin without repentance, unforgiven, 
that's that's where we go when it's over. And that is the truth that I give you today. Like That is where we go. You cannot deny it. I mean, there is no escaping it. And there is, when you die, there is a place where you go wait to where you are tormented by these demons and legions of demons and Hasatan himself, where you are tortured until judgment day. I've been there. I've seen it. There's no escape. There's no talking. You can't explain yourself. You have no power. <laughs> None. None. None to fight. Just shaking, trembling, torment, and fear above all things. And yeah, so when the demons had me, there was no escape. And after that event, even with my sister in Fresno, we end up, you know, I end up dropping her back off in the valley. You know, things didn't work well because it, it was a scary situation, you know. Not many people get to experience such things or even to go through such things or see their family members go through such things and don't understand it at the time. So I'm sure she didn't even know at the time how she could help. So... Yeah. And that is my testimony onto the world. That I advise you guys to take Hasatan and these legions of demons serious because they are no joke. And that's why I wanted to read that scripture in the beginning, 1 Peter chapter 5 verses 8. Because he goes around seeking whom he may devour. Anytime he wants. And there's nothing that you can do about it. Because it's all by the will of the Most High Yah. It is all by the Most High's will. That he's able to do these things. It needs permission to do such things. And I would also like to expound on a scripture that has to do with possession. You know, in the book of Luke chapter 11. Verses 24 to 26 states, When the unclean Ruach is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. He saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out. And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other Ruachs more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Mm -hmm. And I am a witness to that scripture myself. They come back with seven more wicked spirits, Ruachs, and come back to the house once they left and find it swept and garnished. And they come in and they take over. So not only did you have one but now I was dealing with eight different Ruach, demonic spirits inside of my temple, able to control and do what thou wilt with me. Because I was given into the hands of the devil. So I had no wickedness. The Most High has allowed me to experience these things and has kept me alive to do so. 
and how the Most High delivered me out of such torture. It came a point afterwards to where I just couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take it at all anymore. And what happened was, you know, from the life I was living, I just one day broke down to the Mosai. I just broke down. You know, all out, just living wicked, drugged out, selling drugs, you know, living a wicked life. And I broke down to the Mosai because I talked to him since my birth, even on to that day. I talked to him. And I just cried the hardest I ever cried in my life. And I told him if he took me away from all of my environment, the environment I was living in, if he took me away from it, if he got me out of here, I told him that I would never return back, that I would stop selling drugs, that I would change my life, that I would leave the hood for good and never come back. And that was a promise that I made. And he heard me. That's what happened. He heard my prayers. And he picked me up. And after I cried to him that night, so hard, and just told him that please, please, please get me out of here. I will never do this again. I don't want to live like this. This is not me. I was not born to do this. There is a life much better full of peace. There are people out there in the world who don't act like this, that don't do these things. And I wanted that. And I told him, please just get me out of here. I will never sell drugs. I will never do this. I'll never rob, steal, and so forth of any ever wicked thing that I was doing at the time. And he heard me. And soon after that, he had given me away to leave and when he had given me a way to leave I took that I accepted that route because it was my only way out of my environment because environment is everything I tell everyone environment plays a big role in which routes individuals will take and I needed to get out of my environment I needed to get away from the people that were surrounded me because they were nothing but demons and he made it happen for me and on my way out of the hood on that on that day you know I end up going to trade school end up getting a chance to make something of myself and I took that route and when I left this weight this dark cloud that was over me for so long this weight on my shoulders departed from me. It departed and left as if it was never there in the first place. And what I had was my experience and my testimony. And the Most High delivered me out of it. Why? At the time, I didn't know why. At the time, I did not. I didn't know a lot of things back then. But... You know, at the age of 28, he answered all the questions from my birth onto the age of 28 that all the questions that I ever asked about our people, about America, about all things. And I got answers. 
even why he had given me into the hands of the devil and even allowed me to see the four levels of hell that I've seen. I don't know how many levels of hell there directly is. I can't speak on it to this day to tell you some, but four levels is what I got allowed to see. I don't know what these levels consist of from the first to the fourth level that I've seen, but I do know people don't talk. You don't get to meet, there's no Hitler there. You don't get to meet Hitler, Marvin Gaye's not sitting there, Tupac or any of these befoolery testimonies that I've heard from certain individuals that tell you that people talk in hell. There's no talking there. The only voice that you have is a voice of agony and pain and torture. That's the only voice that comes out of the Ruach in that room. So I just don't believe people talk there. I don't believe people sing. I don't believe people do anything there. The only thing that I see people do is punishment. It's time for suffering and torment and torture. It's time to pay for the sins and the transgressions that you did as you walked the earth. So, and it's very scary. It's, it's a very scary thing. And I suggest people take it serious because... After death, that's what you have to look for if you if there's no salvation for you, you know, in the true Hamashiach. You know, Yahusha is the way, the light, and the truth. He is the only way. You know, whether you are anti-Messiah, Hebrew-Israelite, you believe what you want to believe, or whatever it is to you, you know. But he is the way, the light, and the truth. So your church... It's not going to get you into heaven. Your pastor is not going to get you into heaven. Your preacher is not going to get you into heaven. You know, all these things that they told you that bring salvation, they lied to you. They lied to me at a young age, but I knew it when I was 16 because I got shown these things. I didn't know the word at the time, of course not, but the Most High gave me the experience. And of course, now I do know the word. And the word matches my experience a hundred percent because the most high word remains true above all truths. And that's how the most high delivered me out of that. And I'm so grateful for his mercy and his grace towards my Ruach to let me be here to give this testimony unto the world. And like I said, it took me 20 years, 20 years to tell people this. You know, people I grew up with didn't even know such things that I had been through. You know, none of them. So if they viewed the first video, I'm pretty sure it comes a shock to them as anybody else who gets to view this testimony. And I was just too, I was fearful into telling people of the world why I don't know. That was just something that happened. But then I got commanded of the most high that I needed to give this testimony onto the world. about when I died and was given into the hands of the devil. You know, I don't know many people who were given into his hands after that, you know. I'm pretty sure there's many different spirits out there all over the world who has similar testimonies to mine and experiences of dealing with the forces of darkness. And, you know, these principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places because they are very real and exist. 
you know, it says, you know, the scripture clearly states, you believe in one Yah, one Elohim, the devils do and tremble also. They tremble. They have fear for the Most High. They fear the Most High, but not humans. Yeah, correct. Scripture clearly states. We don't fear the Most High, but they do. So that should tell you something about the Most High right there. You know? And fear is everything to them. And a spiritual battle that we're fighting in these times that we live in are in times. Only thing that we have to look forward to is death. So either we will follow the way, the light, and the truth, which is Yahusha, or when we die, we suffer the same punishments of Ha-Satan, fallen angels, legions of demons, and the demons that run the earth. We suffer the same consequences as them in the end, for lack thereof of fear of Yahuwah. And yes, you know, these things are deep and many people don't want to touch on the subjects thereof. And they are scary. You know, they are scary topics to talk about and things, but it is the real. I've always lived the spiritual realm. I was born with gifts. I've always got to see. Thank the most high. And in these times, he has opened my eyes and given me a heart to understand many things. And I'm very grateful for the Most High and the things that he's allowed me to endure to give my testimony onto the world. Onto the world. So please, please, I advise anyone who's seen part one and checks this last testimony out to complete my testimony. I advise you guys take this testimony very serious. I advise you guys to research the forces of darkness and to research about Hasetan and not to just believe everything that the History Channel or these theologians and all of these pastors have told you about them. You know, do your own research. Knowledge has increased. Everything that they have told you about him, he has told them to tell you about them, you know? Start finding out the order of his kingdom, you know? Start learning how to fight these entities. Because right now in the world, as we can see, the angel of death is running around and murder is rampant. You know, these are the end times. These are the days of Noah and perilous times that we live in. And my eyes, what I'm seeing is a lot of demonic possession of 7 billion people on planet Earth are possessed. Whether they want to believe it or not, whether you want to believe it. But if you have eyes to see, you would understand what I'm talking about. And that's scary. That's scary. Seven billion people possess. But all these things that we see 
were prophesied. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. You can pray, you can do whatever, but you cannot stop prophecy. You cannot stop what is already in the most highest will. And he does not intermeddle with the times until a balance comes. Because balance is everything with the most high. A just weight is his delight. So, once again, I thank all those out there who get to see this. Hopefully this reaches who it needs to reach. And, yeah, salvation is of Yahushua. So, I suggest you guys start learning about these things. Take time out of your day, you know. Get off of TikTok. Get off of Facebook. Get off of Instagram. Start researching the truth. Because we only have one life. And once it's gone, it's gone. There's nothing you can do about it. There's no coming back. There's no praising the most high and the dead. The dead hear not. Brother, you want to believe, but that is the most high's word. The dead hear not. When you are dead, all you inherit is worms and creepy things. So shalom, shalom to all my brethren and sisters out there. All those who get to view this video. I hope that one day, you know, majority of everyone gets to accept the light and the love of the most highest truth. Because I have accepted it. So thank you all. Those who watch this video. And once again, blessings and shalom to all those out there in the world. May the Most High bless and increase you. May he keep you under his protection, under the shadow of his wings. May he lead and guide your footsteps towards shalom. May he give us strength and power to overcome these demons and ha-satan. Once again, thank you.